Gemma, great to see you. Hi, I've got that really weird, awkward Zoom wave. <laughs> Hello. I know, it's just such a strange kind of way of communicating. And uh, Gemma, so glad you've been able to, to join us. Now, for the folks that are, are watching this, originally, we planned to invite you to come and uh, be interviewed to speak live on you know, at our Sunday services. But clearly, with the pandemic, it's just, just not happening. So... Um, so have you done much of this kind of Zoom stuff? You've been on it like all day, every day, I guess. Yeah, yeah. This has become quite normal for me. It? So it's quite nice to be able to sit in my spare bedroom <laughs> and not have to travel too far, but still be a part of your community. Yeah. So there's some real, real benefits uh, yeah. <laughs> as well. Well, listen, thank you so much, as I said, uh, for, for spending some time. And uh, yeah, I just really love to kind of, well, I'd love to hear some of your story, get to know some of your journey, but also, you know, for the folks that, that are watching this. Um, for, those, for those that don't know Gemma, let me just give you a quick introduction. Gemma is really well known, particularly amongst our younger generation, uh, having worked with CBBC and uh, particularly with the programme Swashbuckle, if any of you have got young kids or have stumbled across that, you know, you're a living legend in the Swashbuckle world. Ah. <laughs> But you've done loads of other broadcasting and uh, other other work, which obviously we'll um, we'll we'll get onto as well, um, including pantomime. I, I found out that you did a pantomime season locally in Crawley. Is is that right? Yeah, yeah, I was in Crawley last Christmas. Oh no, you weren't. Oh yes, I was. <laughs> Sorry, I mean that already <laughs> switching off. That is just such a lousy joke. <laughs> so, so Gemma, just just to start with, tell, tell us a little about your background. I believe you're from Trowbridge originally, not not from around here. So yeah, yeah. What about sort of growing up and background and where you've come from? So I grew up in the West Country, you're right, in Trowbridge. Born and bred, strong in the arm and thick in the head. That's what they used to say. <laughs> Although that's not entirely true, because I left um, the John of Gaunt School, secondary school, and I went to university in Luton, and it's there that I studied media and I had a real flair I think for it having come through Trowbridge and come through going to my church and doing lots of dramas in church and doing lots of acting at school and it was then when I was at Soul Survivor when I was 16 and that's also in the West Country just happened to be down the road from where I lived um, but I had this prophetic word that was given to me that I would be salt and light in the dark, dark place of the media and for me that was quite exciting Knowing well, when that, you say, sorry, when you say prophetic word, what do you mean, Jenna? Is that something like the, you know, just to explain, you know? So that is something that somebody felt like God was giving them a special mm. message for me. And so I took that message as being a sign from God that he wanted me to direct my path, my life in quite a certain way. Because at the time I was 16, I didn't really know what I'd do with my life. So having somebody have this direct download from God that was then handed to me saying that you're going to be salt. And you know what it's like, you put salt on your food to flavor it. So you're going to bring a bit of flavor into the media world and you're going to be light. And light just shines in the darkness, doesn't it? And so to be somebody, somebody that's going to bring a bit of flavor and a bit of light into the media world, I thought, wow, that's quite a responsibility, <laughs> but also really exciting. So having had this special message from God, 
I really held that in my heart. And that was what helped me then to direct my path when it came to choosing a degree. And so I chose my degree in media performance. And it was through this course that I actually met an agent. And she's the one that came in and said, look, if you want to get into telly, you need to have a showreel. And at the time, the only footage of myself on telly that I had was on VHS. <laughs> and it was of me on a on a reality TV show, actually, a little bit like X Factor, but it was called Is She MTV? And it was an opportunity that I had when I was in my first year of university to go to London and take part in this nationwide search to become a new presenter on MTV. And there were heats all around the country, Bristol, Birmingham, Glasgow. And I went to the London one, even though I didn't live actually in anywhere near, I went with some friends of mine from uni who were also aspiring TV presenters. And by the grace of God, out of all the girls that auditioned, thousands of girls that auditioned, I was the one that got through from the London heat. And so then I had this showreel. And so it was me on MTV. I was about 20, maybe at the time. And um, kind of only done a little bit of tele experience throughout my degree. So I didn't really know an awful lot. But this agent took this showreel and gave it to one of her friends at the BBC. And he was like, oh, not really sure this is what we're after. But thankfully, that was a couple of years previously. And so I'd spent the last few years at uni training, trying to get better at the craft, having a bit of experience hosting different events for the Christian Union and for different churches locally. And so I had a bit more confidence as a presenter. And so then she said to this guy at the BBC, just meet Gemma. I think, she, she, I think she's a good fit for you. And thankfully, they met me. So I went down to that there London from Luton on the train and I went to do an audition. And my audition was in the studio that overlooked the Blue Peter Garden. I was so excited <laughs> and very nervous. And I actually, I knew that I was nervous because I sat down in the makeup chair and, they, and this lovely makeup artist did my makeup for me. And as I got up to walk into the studio, she said, um, Gemma, I've just come here a second. I'll give you the tissue because the back of your neck and down your shoulder blades is very sweaty. You might want to just mop that up before you go to the studio. I was like, oh my goodness, I've been outed. I'm so nervous. My back is sweating. <laughs> so I went and did my audition. And um, within my audition, I just really felt that I needed to fulfill that message from God about being salt and light. And so I wanted to honor him by sharing my faith. And one of the things I had to do in my audition was talk for a minute to camera and for that minute I chose to talk about a church summer camp where I came to faith and so I spoke about that very briefly and so from the very beginning I just watched God to be respected and honoured in my career and then I left the audition the guys at the BBC were like thanks very much for coming we'll be in touch see you again and I thought be in touch see you again they must say that to everybody well actually it seems that they didn't because then a couple of hours later the agent then rang me back and said um are you sitting down? And I was like, oh, I'm just leaning. I'll just lean against this wall. <laughs> I'm outside a bank in London. Like, I'll just lean against this wall. And she said, they want to offer you a six-month contract. And I was just so excited. And I thought, gosh, but I haven't finished my degree. So they said, don't worry. Finish your degree and then come and join us when you finished. So I finished my degree in the June, May, June of 2003. And then I started on Independence Day. So July the 4th, 2003, did my very first live day on the CBBC channel. And I was there for six months. And then my contract got extended for another six months and then for a year and then for another year. And I ended up being there for just over four years. I loved it. I really, really loved it. So felt very fortunate the amount of things I got to do when I was there, different experiences that I had. 
the places I got to travel to, like Australia and Africa and just and all around the UK. It just had the most amazing experience. I felt very blessed to have been able to fulfill that, that message from God. And that's something that I'm still by his grace, be able to do today. It's so, it's so amazing to hear. I think, to be honest with you, I'll give you honest with you. When, when, when I heard that you've been doing this since 2003, I thought, <laughs> no, I can't believe that. You know, I know, I know, you know. <laughs> oh, God, that sounds so creepy, doesn't it? You know, <laughs> but, um, and in that time, you've done some amazing programs. So I've, I've got now grown-up kids, but I remember them watching Banzuki, you know, which is... If you're watching this, you don't know what Banzuki is, have a Google. But certainly my kids used to watch that and you were you were presenting on that for a bit. What, what other shows uh, have you been involved in? This, this uh, so I um, within CBC, I worked on the continuity, which is always the bits in between the programs. Mm. That's where I started. I then was a guest quite frequently on Blue Peter. I did an episode of Chuckle Vision, if you remember Paul and Barry Chuckle, I did an episode of that. Um, what else? Oh, I worked on a show called Exchange, which is another magazine show, a little bit like Blue Peter, but we used to tip baked beans and cornflakes over kids' heads and play all these wacky games. So that was really fun. Um, and then like, so I did Bamzuki. This is all within my career at CBC. And then I finished in CBC probably about 2007, I think it was. And then went freelance for a couple of years, did a few other bits here, there and everywhere. But then came back to CBeebies um, in 2011, where I got um, cast into the role of Jem the Pirate on Swashbuckle. And I've been there ever since doing that mainly, but then also appearing in different CBeebies pantos. I've been a part of stargazing for CBeebies. I also do the voiceover for a show called My First, which is a lovely little show. They're about 10 minutes long, and it's all about the first things that a child's experience. So my first dentist trip or my first holiday my first baby sister or baby brother my first pet and so that I've done that for a good few years as well and I'm sure there's other things that I, I've actually forgotten because <laughs> they kind of Amazing. all merge into one one being like happy tapestry of all these wonderful things that I've done such amazing uh, opportunity and, and also um, longevity because obviously it's, a, it's an in industry that uh, things change quickly um, so how, how many uh, seasons of Swashbuckle have, have you done there? So there are six that have currently gone out on air and we've been filming for the last seven years. We had one year off when we moved studios from when we normally film it in Manchester. We had a year off before we then filmed again in Glasgow and actually before the pandemic hit we were currently filming series seven. <laughs> So we, that finished, that was put on hold. And that's so up in Glasgow, is it? Yeah, that was in Glasgow. So we've managed okay. to film a few episodes of the new series, which hopefully we'll be able to pick up in the new year and finish. Yeah. One of the things that uh, people watching may have come across is something called the Alpha Course. And Alpha is a fantastic way of finding out more about Christian faith, asking some of those bigger questions about life, really. I don't know, maybe 26, 27 million people have done Alpha. It runs in churches, in prisons, in universities, in all sorts of settings. But one of the really brilliant resources that the Alpha guys have released is something called the Alpha Film Series. And what's really exciting is you're like the main presenter on it. So uh, <laughs> along with Toby. Um, and uh, yeah, so how, how did that happen? Tell us how you got involved in the Alpha Film Series. 
Well, I say that God was on my case about it because actually there were so many people in my world who put me forward for this job and I was quite reluctant to start off with because I felt like I needed to fulfill that message from God that I would be salt and light in a dark place of the media. So therefore to do something which was already salty and light, <laughs> I didn't know whether that was the right thing for me to do. And so I ignored the call a good couple of times from the guys at Alpha and it wasn't until I was on a job at CBeebies, at CBeebies and the producer, who's also a Christian, um, came to me and said, Jem, I've just had this phone call from some guys about Alpha. They're trying to get hold of you. And I thought, oh, crikey, they're really trying every avenue. They to are get very to me. persistent. Like, <laughs> they are really <laughs> persistent, aren't they? <laughs> so I was like, okay, Lord, I get it. So then I, um, I called them back. <laughs> and they were saying about me being involved with doing this new film series. And I just felt very underqualified because my faith has always been very personal to me. And I didn't think that I was particularly articulate with the theology, the background details of my faith. It was more kind of the gospel according to Gemma and what I've experienced, which isn't necessarily a bad thing because stories are really important. And we see that in the Bible. Jesus talked in stories all the time. And so my story is important, but at the time I wasn't being particularly confident in me being a storyteller on behalf of Jesus. So I thought, okay, I really feel like God is on my case. So let's just give it a go, see what happens. So I went into, uh, into HTB, which is the main church where Nikki Gumbel, the founder of Alpha goes in London. And I sat down and had a sort of meeting with all these people and, and it was lovely just getting to get to know them all and um, something really funny happened. So they took me into the office with one of their um, vicars, a guy called Toby, who would also be presenting. And we had to do a piece to camera. So we had to do some talking to camera. So they gave us a script. We learnt the script. We delivered it to camera and they cut to the cake. Brilliant. Gemma, Toby, can you just do it again, but do it a bit more like how Gemma's doing it? Like, this is weird. I feel like they're auditioning him, but using me. Anyway, did it again. Same thing happened again. I was like, this is really awkward. <laughs> but in a way, I realize now that I was there because I had the strengths as a presenter. Toby was there because he had the strength and the knowledge. So actually, we really learned from each other. But then they took us over to the vicarage to meet Nikki and Pippa Gumble, to the guys that really head, head up Alpha. And um, Nikki had just got, I've never told Nikki that I tell this story to people. I must tell him someday. Anyway, Nikki had just got a new coffee machine and was really excited with this coffee machine. And so I turn up at the vicarage and say, oh, Gemma, great to see you. You've got this lovely Nespresso machine. Let me make you a latte. And I was like, okay, now I don't drink coffee. Oh. <laughs> I, I just awkward. don't like the taste of it. Yes, awkward. very awkward. And I'm like, I can't say no, because this guy is potentially about to be part of the team that's going to employ me to be a part of this really big event so I very politely took the latte he didn't make one for anyone else just me and I'm sat there a bit like you earlier so tell us about yourself and I'm there with latte like okay so um debating whether the first thing I should say is I don't drink coffee but no, I didn't <laughs> and then sort of shared my story and, and how I would actually genuinely like to be involved with helping people find out more about Jesus and and what an honor that would be and how I felt like I needed to put myself and my um, insecurities aside and just trust that God had given me this talent that I could then use to speak to people, to help them find Jesus and the faith that I have and love that they can experience to become something that they can appreciate. Well, um, having 
having uh, run quite a few Alpha courses, Gemma, and watched you on it, honestly, you guys are, are fantastic. And the feedback we've had from guests on it as well, I know some of them will be watching. We've just, we, um, I've got a couple of uh, uh, Alpha online on Zoom running at the moment, and people are, are kind of watching and really enjoying the episode. So, no, thank you so much. I'm so glad you said yes. You've got to, <laughs> you've got to tell Nikki about the coffin. I, I mean, know. You know, I'm mortified. <laughs> I must do because I share that story quite frequently yeah. when I talk about Alpha and I also say feel that like I should say to him that was the case but then the funny thing about Nicky is that he probably wouldn't mind at all he's such a good-natured fun guy and the fact when we were then filming doing some stuff for Alpha his grandkids watched Swashbuckle and he came running up to me with his phone like a giddy child saying Gemma Gemma would you mind doing the Swashbuckle salute for my grandchildren <laughs> I was like well, do you know what Nicky we'll do it together and I think we then got Pippa to film me and Nicky doing the Swashbuckle salute it was so brilliant. <laughs> Priceless. Yeah. If you've got that on your camera, I definitely want to see that one if that's okay. <laughs> oh, I don't, I don't think I've got that one, but I have got one with me and the Archbishop of Canterbury, Justin Welby, doing it. That was pretty cool. That sounds just as good to me. That's absolutely brilliant. So fantastic. And if, if you're watching this and are you know, interested in, if you just Google Alpha Film Series or put it into YouTube, uh, the first episode is on there. You can check that. It's on our website as well, actually. If you look up the Alpha page on our website, there's a link to it. And you'll be able to just check that out. And, you know, love to have you involved if you uh, if you fancy checking it out. So uh, absolutely brilliant. Obviously, your faith, Gemma, is such a big part of your journey and, and your life. And uh, both you and your husband. Um, for, for people that are watching, you know, how, how would you, I don't know, summarise the difference that knowing Jesus has made in your life? I think for me, especially because of the sphere of work that I have where I'm under the spotlight an awful lot, so therefore under scrutiny and judged by what I say or how I look or how I am, it can, be, it can really play on insecurities. And lots of us as women and men really struggle with our self-worth. And I think that that has been a real journey for me and having faith in Jesus just assures me that I'm enough and that it doesn't matter other people's opinions or the opinions that I have of myself or the comparisons that I make with others when I then feel not so great about myself. The faith that I have in Jesus who loves me unconditionally that smiles upon me even when I'm being rubbish, that accepts me just as I am, having that deep-rooted assurance that I'm enough gets me through each day. People always say to me, Jem, you're so smiley. And I'm like, yeah, it's kind of, that's the Jesus in me. And that, that's the deep joy. And it just bubbles up and it grins on my face. And there are days, trust me, you just got to ask my husband when I am not fun to be around. And I don't even want to be around my own self sometimes. <laughs> I just think, why am I like this today? Me too. Um, <laughs> yeah. But just having that constant assurance, Jesus is like my backbone, the thing that just keeps me upright. And it, he's my crutch. And some people think it's a negative thing to have a crutch, something to lean on, to depend on. Whereas I'm like, hey, if it helps me stay upright, keeps me on my feet, then I'm saying I need a crutch. And I, there is no shame in that. So, so, um, yeah, so, so good to hear. Thank you for being so uh, honest in, in that, Gemma. So, 
Wow, that's amazing. Well, Gemma, I, I'm so, so grateful. Thank you for giving time. I'm really hoping, I know you've been down here, you've done your pirate parties down here, you've been to our church already. Um, and I'm really looking forward to the moment when um, we can we can host you again and, um, you know, do it live. That would be fantastic rather than over Zoom. But thank you so much, Gemma, for taking time to, to chat and... And as we've said all along, if, if you're interested, just uh, if you want to see the film series too, I just encourage you to, to do that, the Apple film series. So, so Gemma, thank you. Oh, pleasure. Great to see you. Yeah, good to see you too. And now it's the awkward Zoom wave goodbye. <laughs>